How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Alright, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Part 2 here of this one, and, uh, yeah. We got to get into Batman the Animated Series. It's something we haven't done in a long time. So, um, yeah, we got three episodes to talk about. We got uh, Joker's Millions, Growing Pains, and Love is a Croc. So, uh, definitely an interesting trifecta of episodes, that's for sure. Yeah, I was going to say I would uh, probably classify them as a great episode, one of the weirdest episodes, and then an okay episode. Yeah, um, yeah, we have, boy, and you talk about, like, whiplash, um, yeah. from, from, from movies, so you go from Joker's Millions, like, as unserious as you could possibly get. <laughs> one of the funniest episodes, maybe the funniest. Yeah, for sure, one of them, and then you go to Growing Pains, which is by far, it might be the darkest batman animated series episode ever yeah it just the the weirdest in some ways it's so bizarre like the the inherent reveal well yeah but but just the inherent like premise yeah but but just uh, i'm trying to think of the word i'm looking for like like the deep like the deepness of like that episode, like what is life and it, like the questions that like this seems to be asking is yeah. very weird. And, um, it, I don't even know what it's trying to ask to be honest. Yeah, no, no fair. It, it's, it's, it's weird. It is a weird episode. Um, with like these like themes of, I don't even know. It, it's like it wants to delve into stuff, but it never quite goes into it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's very odd to put in a children's show. That's for sure. Um, Boy, is it. So, yeah, and then you have the, the Love is a Croc, which is just fine. It, it's just kind of weird. Um, I, I think it benefits coming off of uh, growing pains in some ways where you're does. almost like, well, this is a lot more... <laughs> mainstream and believable of, of baby doll and killer croc having this <laughs> yeah. married couple dynamic exactly so yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on here that's for sure so well, we got to start we'll start with joker's millions we'll just start we'll we'll start with from the top and then go down um boy what what a great episode <laughs> i love this episode <laughs> so much uh it's interesting because this is the introduction of the redesigned joker um to the new that batman is. adventures it's the first yeah, because I mentioned oh, the last time you know we saw him was a uh, world's finest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. So it's been a while, and um, gosh, it it's just who would have ever thought that we'd see a Batman animated series episode that resembles Brewster's Millions? Like I, I would have never <laughs> thought that. I, I would have never thought yeah. that. And um, but here we are. We have an episode where Joker. Uh, who's real? He's he's not doing he's not doing so well. 
He's, he's, <laughs> him, he's, and, him and Harley are flat broke. They're out of money. They're, they're like trying to pull <laughs> off this heist with no gear or <laughs> no completely ammo. unprepared. Yeah. Um, you know, Batman's Desperate. chasing them. He can't shoot at them because they're out of bullets. Uh, <laughs> they finally get away and then they run out of gas because they didn't have money. And you get one of the best Harley lines <laughs> of all time. Or he's just like, I thought I told you to fill it up with gas. She's like, what was I supposed to do? We're broke. I was supposed to shoot, fill up the, with gas, shoot the guy, and then drive off. And Joker just goes, uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, no, you tell me. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. And then, of course, he... He gets away in an ejector seat, and he's like, sorry, I can only afford one. she's like, where's mine? He's like, nope, I can only afford one. So then she gets captured. (laughs) Ah, it's Uh, so good. And um, so then... Gets back to his place. Joker's (laughs) at his lowest, just living in a crap apartment, and... uh, Well, with the two hyenas. (laughs) Right, with the two hyenas. And then he goes through his mail, finds out, oh, well, what do you know? He's inherited... $250 $250 million from a dead gangster. <laughs> which is weird, but yeah. uh, fair. Fair enough. And um, he, uh, it, it goes real quick. I feel like there's a lot more that would go into this than we see in this yeah, they episode. Yeah, should have been a two-parter, really. Well, not even that. Just, um, I, I just love the fact that, oh, we've got a lot of money, so... Here we go. I'm immediately going to buy my freedom. Yeah, expunge all the things I've done for right. my record. The infamous, you know, <laughs> the un- uncountable mass murders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, Terrorist plots. Yeah, kid, just, yeah. Theft. Not, yeah, you know, exactly. Kidnappings, you name it. And, um, yeah, he just hires a bunch of fancy lawyers and it's just gone. Yeah, he's a really good lawyer. Because <laughs> that's the way it works. And, you know, we, we got the we got the Johnny Cochran cameo and everything. Um, Although, how, how great is that scene where they the news is interviewing one of his lawyers, like, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts about the allegations of you being bribed? And he's like, oh, I... How, who could entertain such ideas? And it's just him getting away in his brand new sports car. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which is, yeah, it's great. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, he, he interacts a bunch with the penguin at his nightclub, which is great as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the first time we see the redesigned penguin, which is one of the very few that's better. Um, yeah. Most of the Actually, redesigns, pretty- not great. Um, but the the penguin one is the is is a good redesign it's the best one for sure because just the fact they they, well they designed the other one off of batman returns and that's just a big mistake so uh yes that's a problem but uh, returns anyway um so you just have the joker just living it up now he's he's free he's got a ton of money high life and he's just doing everything that a rich person would do just buying stuff playing golf tearing up the golf course almost (laughs) running over bruce wayne it's uh (laughs) it's great uh it's awesome that's such a great montage of him just going through living it up and then uh he's throwing money away (laughs) he's yeah he's just throwing it out the car um he's going after and he uh wants a new hench girl too and harley's (laughs) none too happy about this uh, that's a great scene. That's a great, yeah, that is a great moment where she's just like, oh, isn't this great? He's living great and he's going to come and get me. And, and, and Ivy's just like, uh, I don't think so. Gives her a newspaper <laughs> and says, Joker, 
looking for new hench girl and she's just like what? i'll kill him <laughs> <laughs> well then of course the whole scene of him looking for yep. her in the audition <laughs> yeah but he's just going through and it's like too 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 short too old too, too old fat. too fat and then <laughs> then he just goes across dude. and it's just this fat dude <laughs> in a harley suit and he just stops and looks at him and goes no <laughs> guy just goes darn and then walks off all sad and then he finds uh like you know he finds one who looks like harley but way more annoying which didn't even know was possible and well, um, it's funny too he's like is it too late for the guy right and then as soon as she starts it, he's like maybe i should have hired the fat guy <laughs> Which is awesome. I also love the fact they bring back that guy in in one episode of uh, Batman: Brave and the Bold. Oh, do they? Yeah, they do. In the um, it's not the finale. It's the first Batmite episode, and it's where he then goes to the panel at Comic Con to ask <laughs> if like the killer rabbits are too much, and uh, one of the guys as they pan around the crowd is that guy dressed in the Harley oh, that's suit. Perfect. Uh, wow. Which is pretty funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's great. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's just, yeah, that that's really it. Pretty much all this episode is, is just the, the Joker being rich. And it's well, don't, awesome. Don't skip, don't skip over the reveal. So oh, right I haven't after gotten the to the reveal yet. But most okay, of the episode is that. And it's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a complete, you know backwards reality of the Joker and how living a high life and you know completely you know like not beloved but like accepted and people are just like okay like all right mm-hmm. and then you have you know Batgirl and uh, Dick having to save him which is pretty funny oh yeah that is pretty good when um one of the the the, the guy the the mobster guys King Barlow which is yeah, a weird sir. name because all I can think about is Salem's lot whenever I hear that name but um uh yeah, so he's the one who gave him, so like his like right hand man hates the Joker because he inherited all of his money, so he sure. tries to shoot him up, and of course, Barbara and Dick are there at the Iceberg Lounge, which is actually a pretty funny scene when they get in and they go to the front of the line, and they're just yeah. like, "No, no, get get out!" And he's he's like, "Oh, you'd think they'd let the commissioner's got daughter in?" And the Penguin's there, and he's like, "Oh no, come on in, come on in!" And he's just like, "Gosh, oh, freeloaded, freeloader, yeah." <laughs> But uh, so then they, of course, have to jump into action because they're shooting up the place and they yeah, they save the Joker and Penguin <laughs> and uh, Joker, of course, is just having a day of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, boy, I don't know if the Joker's ever been happier than having to be saved by Batgirl and Nightwing. And um, then, of course, tries to pay him, which is even better. Yeah. <laughs> but he's in your piggy bank. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. So, yeah, all that's great. Well, uh, then. Well, a little guy comes up and uh, makes a little appearance to the Joker. And uh, who is that, Ian? Oh, are you talking about Ernie? I am. No, no, no. I'm talking about the IRS guy. Oh, like, yeah, like the accountant guy. Yep. And uh, what happens then? uh, Well, so he, he, I guess, has to remind the Joker or maybe even tell the Joker that, uh, yeah, when you get a bunch of money... You have to give a lot of it to the IRS. Yeah, like and, the majority of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, government. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
Of course, the Joker got $250 million, and so the, the agent informs him that he has to pay, like, what, $175 million, I it's think? It's something like that. It's like $130 something million absurd. or something. Yeah, it's, you know, of course. But, uh, so the Joker's, like, freaking out. But, hey, I know, he's got $250 million, so he should be good. So they go to, like, the vault, I guess, you know, where all the, the rest of the money and all the jewels and stuff is being held, and uh, the new Harley points out that some of the money looks weird. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You skipped oh. over one of the best lines. Oh, okay. Is when uh, oh. the guy first does that and he start, starts freaking out and then runs to the vault, start gathering all the money and they're like, boss, what do you, what do you care? And he's like, oh, come on. I'm crazy. I take, a, <laughs> I would take on oh, Batman, God. but the IRS, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like everybody, everybody knows that line. Even if they've never seen the episode, it's one of it's one of the most memorable Joker quotes ever. So good. <laughs> and it's true. But yeah, so they... Oh, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's why it's so funny. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so they're going through the money and like just trying to like, you know, shoveling it into bags and piles. And and Harley Quinn points out that uh, the, jo- the, the money looks kind of funny. And uh, upon further examination, all the money has like Keem Barlow on it instead of, you know, actual printed bills i just love how joker's uh, like what are you talking about it's a normal pack of hundreds see there's uh ben franklin's (laughs) chubby little wait what (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah these thousands look kind of weird too (laughs) it's like oh you never stop to think like why how you have thousand dollar bills but anyway so uh i think ernie his little henchman finds a tape that was kind of left along with along with the will and um it's kim barlow in the hospital bed (laughs) <laughs> revealing that basically the whole thing was a hoax and a way to get back at the Joker. And uh, shocking, he's like, I left you about $10 million, but I figured you would go ahead and uh, blow through that immediately. <laughs> and then, of course, the rest of the money is all fake, knowing that you would eventually owe hundreds of millions to the IRS. Yep. And so basically, it's the biggest gotcha moment that anyone could ever do against the joker and it's hilarious and it's so good because he even phrases it as like because you might be thinking oh well then he didn't actually inherit that much money so he wouldn't actually owe that much money but to do that he would have to admit that he was duped yep (laughs) so it's the perfect catch 22 i mean it's so freaking good it's just like and (laughs) it's almost like like depressing for the Joker because if it wasn't so unfortunate, he he of all people would be loving it and just find that the funniest thing ever. But the mm-hmm. fact that it's happening to him, this is the greatest. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And uh, so now he's got to figure out what to do. And well, uh, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna pull he's gonna pull another heist. And uh, his henchmen are like, why don't you pull one of your Joker heists and use the, what about the Joker fish? And he's like, oh yeah, and let Batman just come right down on me. So his whole (laughs) thing is he tries to do like the most nondescript heist of all time, which is the exact opposite of anything he's ever done ever. Yeah, so unlike him. Because again, you have the, uh, I forgot, which was it, which was the movie or episode? No, it was the, um. I think was it under the red hood where there's the line where he's like, really Batman, you think I'd go through all this trouble and not make you, sh- not let you, you know, not, not have you for sure know that it's me. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's the normal attitude of the Joker, but this he's actually trying to not get caught. <laughs> right. Like usually he doesn't even care about the money. It's just kind of like, oh, I know this is going to get the most attention and the cops. It's it's a thrill. It's a fun. It's you know all that stuff. But it, it, like this part is like embarrassing because he actually has to do it for the money. Yep. And, and actually, oh God forbid, playing it. <laughs> yeah, and it does not go well. No. No. They try also to- because. Uh, at- at that moment, Harley escapes uh, Arkham yep. just to just to be a pain in the ass for the Joker. Yep. Yeah. So he tries. They try to rob a bunch of money trucks on a on the ferry, and uh, yeah. Well, that that doesn't go well. Batman figures that out <laughs> and uh, immediately comes there, and then the m- money just starts flying out of the out of the boat and into the water, and Joker's just sitting there trying to catch all the money, and then. Uh, <laughs> Batgirl like grabs us like what are you doing you can't save it you can't save the money and he's like I don't want to save it I want to go with it (laughs) (laughs) trying to throw himself off the boat I know oh it's so funny then uh yeah then he gets captured thrown in a truck and um you know he's going back to Arkham he's 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 gone back to normal the money craze has gone away and he's like well go back to Arkham and well then one of the guards is waiting for him. And of course it's Harley. Oh. And uh, Joker thinks that he can just, you know, move past it and all is fine. But uh, yeah, no, she, uh, she holds quite the grudge. She does. And uh, that's, it's perfect ending to the episode. Oh yeah. Perfect ending. So uh, yeah, that's uh that's Joker's millions. And that is, Oh, what a great, what a great episode. Like it's so good. It's so it really good. is. It's um it's a great it's a great introduction. It's a great Joker story. So funny. So much fun. And uh yeah. Solid. Solid story. Interestingly enough, it's actually based off a comic book. Um it was uh it was the same title, Joker's Millions. Um it was in Detective Comics 180 in 1952. Wow. So it is based off of a comic story, kind of like the Laughing okay. Fish and uh, some of those yeah. bigger Joker episodes that they actually pull. You know, Paul Dini pulls straight from an oh, actual course. comic book, which is uh, uh, so which is brilliant. Cool. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? Uh, it also because I'm I just have this list of trivia stuff, which is interesting. Um, there's some similarities with the '85 film Brewster's Millions, which Obviously. is. Uh, actually based off of a like Brewster's Millions was actually a novel in 1902 and it was a film there was a film version on 1914 and 1921 but uh the 1985 one's the main one that people know of course with Richard Pryor yeah. and John Candy which is a great movie um really good movie where Richard Pryor it, he basically gets he has a crate like an uncle he didn't know about who dies and leaves all of his wealth to him, but there's a catch, and he has to. He can either uh, be given uh, one million dollars, no strings attached, right then, or he can try and earn the entire estate of a hundred million dollars. But what he has to do is take thirty million dollars and lose all of it in one month. Um. And he can't have any assets. So, like, he can't buy it. He has to lose it all completely. And he can't give it away 
There's a bunch of stipulations. You can't give it away. You can't buy something. Like, he has to have nothing. Lose $30 million in one month, which is a great premise for a movie. So, uh, oh, yeah. And he can't tell anybody. So, everyone thinks he's insane. Um, <laughs> like, he starts investing in these terrible investments. And then all of a sudden, they like pan out. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're brilliant. And he's just like, is so mad. Uh, it's, it's pretty <laughs> great. It's a great movie. Um, so, we talked about a couple of those things. Um, let's see. The episode contains a musical montage, of course. Uh, the this same music would be re- be used in an in a uh, montage in a Superman animated series episode, which is interesting. Oh. but that's not a surprise. Yeah. Those are being made at the same time. Um, yeah. let's see. The main candidate for replacement Harley is based on writer Paul Dini, which is interesting. Uh yeah. Oh, okay. sorry. The the male candidate replacement is based Ed. off of writer Paul Dini. I I, I was gonna say like yeah. Uh, are we getting I was confused too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny though. That makes sense. Uh, of course, there's a bunch of correlations with the O.J. Simpson murder trial. I mean, oh, they yeah. use Johnny, Johnny Cochran. Cochran in there. Um, he says something like he uh, says, "If he, a man's filled with glee, that man must go free." Yeah, that's it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, they use that. They use the. Oh, they also he comes back in uh, the episode "Over the Edge." I think. Um, I think he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes back in that episode because remember that's when that's the episode where Batman gets. We'll get to that later. Uh, but the over the edge where. Uh, Barbara dies, and then Batman's identity is revealed, and then all the Jokers try, or all the all the bad guys try and sue him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that comes back. That character comes back for that. Um, let's see. In the comics, being declared insane is the only thing that saves Joker from the death penalty, which is crimes have, uh, of course, should you know, obviously it should be, but uh, interesting. So, yeah, we already know that. Yeah, a yeah, couple, couple interesting things there. Um, let's see. Yeah, I guess those are the main things of note with uh, with this episode. But definitely a great episode. It aired on uh, February 21st, 1998. And uh, it has an 8.1 rating on IMDb. So, Yeah, I mean, this is... Probably my favorite episode that has the least Batman in it. Yeah, probably right. It's one of the best ones for sure. Definitely of the new yeah. animated series. Oh yeah, for sure. If not this, uh, or, uh, if not this, uh, like the the man who killed Batman, maybe. Or Joker's favor. I don't know. It's tough. There's a lot of great ones, but um, it, it, there is. But this is, I think this is probably the funniest one though. It, I think the Joker's favor is the funniest one for me. But yeah, um, that was still good too. Damn it! But this one is—it's up there for sure. It's one of the funniest episodes by far. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's solid across the board. Great episode. Great episode. All right. Uh, moving on to an interesting episode: growing pains. One that couldn't be more different. Yeah, you talk about a hard shift. Uh, <laughs> real Break whiplash. Neck. So. Basically, there's this little girl who's walking her, uh, you know, just in like these back alleys 
and this street gang goes after her, but Robin sees it, comes in, saves her, but the girl's very odd, and she can't remember anything, and she keeps trying to run away, and, you know, she she loses him, uh, but he can't stop thinking about this uh, girl while, you know, other stuff's going on with, with Batman, and there's a new criminal, this man who's, like, superhuman, and uh, robbing a bunch of stores. So Batman's going after him, and he's trying to get Robin to focus on all of this, but Robin can't for- can't forget about it. And then, of course, he runs into her later when he's driving in a car with Alfred. Just puts on a Robin suit in the car and just jumps out, and it's just fine. Um, sure. I would have some questions here. Alfred yeah. probably would be fired. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe go, maybe like, you know, pull in an alley first instead of just at the front of the bus station, but teen hormones, I guess, I guess. Um, uh, anyway, so they keep interacting, which is kind of weird. And she, she, but now she, she reveals that a man is, she feels a man is chasing her and who's haunting her in her dreams and real creepy stuff. Uh, she can't remember who she is. Can't remember her name. And, but then all of a sudden in one of the alleyways the the giant man who was the guy robbing the stores shows up and he says that he's uh, her father and she needs to come home. Robin, of course, is not having any of this, but they start fighting. Doesn't go uh, doesn't go too well. But then Batman shows up and they both go after him. We got quite a lengthy chase scene, to be honest. Like, I forgot how long the scene went on. Um, yes. Like really, yeah. Because when you think about it, not a whole lot happens in this episode. So yeah, no. the the chasing takes a, quite a quite a chunk. So they go after him. Robin goes after him, and at one point the guy jumps from like a three story building, like or like a parking garage. Yeah. And there's like, man, who you know, who is this guy? So he just he gets away from him, but Batman sees like this thing of mud uh, where he was. So he takes that to go, and he wants to go and you know do Batman things, research it be a detective but robin's like uh nope i'm going after i'm gonna try and find the girl so he just starts looking everywhere for uh and boy he's just going through the dregs of just the city like just homeless shelters and all this stuff and then somehow she finds him i guess and just all of a sudden there she is and uh, he's trying to help her remember things. She sees something familiar, like about a light, like these spotlights. She talks about like seeing a light on a cliff. So Robin takes her to the lighthouse. They keep following. She keeps remembering more and more things. They go into these like pipes. And while they're doing that, well, Batman is looking at the mud. And then all of a sudden, he just freaks out and starts going after, jumps in the Batmobile, runs after him. But we don't know why. We don't see what he saw. And then uh, all of a sudden, they're in this pipe, and or Robin and the girl are back in this pipe, and then, well, the man shows up again, and it turns out, it's Clayface. What do you know? And uh, that's when the girl starts to say, that's when she realizes that, uh, well, she is uh, not, not a girl. She is part of Clayface. And uh, Clayface had gotten yeah. washed away, and uh, then chemicals he goes through from the pipes helped put him back together, but he wasn't strong enough, so he created this 
other creature from himself to go and look around, I I guess. They really don't explain much. Just like, go look around. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, As so, a little girl. Yeah, and then she just wanders around and was supposed to come back to him for some reason. But she forgot and was just lost and just realized now that she is Clayface. But Robin insists that she can be saved and tries to save her. Fights with Clayface. Batman shows up. Um, and they both start fighting, but then, you know, she, she feels for Robin, so she wants to help, so she throws herself into Clayface to try and push him away, and she gets absorbed, or resorbed, backed, back into Clayface, and they fight, and they end up beating Clayface, but, boy... This is a weird episode. Boy, is it. Uh, yeah, a couple things. Uh, real quick, I just thought it was kind of funny, the, the opening scene with like the biker gang that's chasing her. Um, I like how that scene is pretty much exactly what happens in the one scene from Batman Forever. Oh, yeah, it kind of is, yeah, except without the neon. Yeah, it's just different-looking biker game, but yeah. yeah, it's Robin saving a chick from like his weird biker dudes but uh yeah i True. thought that was kind of funny um yeah it's it's funny when like the the dad character is revealed and he's this hulky monster and they're like who could he be you're like okay well he's massive <laughs> like inhumanly big so yeah. he's either bane crazy like, strong bane. right so it's like there's really only two people he can be he's either bane which he doesn't have the right voice or mm-hmm. he's Clayface. and then as soon as there's a weird goo. It's like, oh, gee, I wonder what that could be. Yeah, for all the detective work Batman does, he's not very smart sometimes. Well, I mean, at least he figures it out. It's not like, huh, what is this weird goo? Who is this guy? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, no, as soon as he examines the goo, it's like, oh, it's clay? Huh. Oh, okay, I think I think we can What villain do we have it. that's big <laughs> and strong and uh, has something to do with clay? Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be the Ben Affleck Batman. Would be too stupid to put that together. But, um, well, he wouldn't even have tried. He would have just started no, God, shooting no. the guy. Um, he he would have shot. The he would have found out much <laughs> earlier than this Batman because he would have just started shooting him, and then he would have found out. But um, he would he would have shot the little girl and be like, probably, "Oh, she's yeah. not human." Probably. Yeah. This this episode is a. Uh, I, I think another title for it could be like, uh, simp. Robin, because boy, does he go simping hard. Yeah, he does. He 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 does. He he does turn into kind of a simp. Um, I mean, at least he's a young kid, so you can give him yeah. credit. You know, first first crush. We're all it's cringy fair. with stuff like that. I but, do. Um, this yeah. does have a great. Uh, speaking of that, the best line in this is from Commissioner Gordon, and it's, oh yeah, it's it's when he's like <laughs> distracted about the girl and and. Uh, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's just like, ah, teens and their hormones. He's like, man, I'm glad my barber has gone past her wild years. And you just, like, see Batman kind of look at <laughs> Batman him. Batman looks at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty a great funny. moment. That's a good, that's a good line. Um, uh, I, I want to get your opinion. I don't know about you, but, um, like, the animation looked a little bit different in this episode. It looks a especially, cheaper. It looks a little cheaper, and then... The word I was going to use, because the story also makes me think of it, is it feels very anime. 
I in was, a way. Well, it's the girl. That's why she's that drawn too, but, very anime ish. Um, yeah, it's the girl, but also like the story. Like that's one of the reasons why I can never get into anime is like you get weird stories like this where it's trying to be like trying to say something, but it's in this really dumbed down version of like, oh, well, that doesn't. Is you're trying to be clever and like have commentary, but it's so dumb and absurd. Like, well, it's it kind interesting. Of it's interesting that you say that because this episode was directed by Atsuko Tana- uh, Tanaka. I noticed that too. <laughs> who is known for Studio Ghibli work? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, because it definitely I, I feels that- very like that. Um, yeah, it, it that's what really stood out to me. As it, soon as I saw the same like existential or uh, like exis- existential like um, robot, what yeah. the whole Blade Runner? What is humanity? Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. That exactly. all of that anime stuff. It, it has very much a lot of that to it, which I think is very misplaced because I feel like this is very straightforward. Yeah, because like as soon as you find out that she's part of Clayface, I like, also oh, have a okay, lot of Robin, questions uh, where I'm like, okay, so Clayface is an actor who got a bunch of clay, special clay poured on him that somehow turned him into a monster. That's already right. fine, whatever. Sure. Also, he can now create life. <laughs> yeah, like completely separate thought, feelings, moving life. Can, like, and I don't feel like this is, um, I don't know if they realize the extent of what they've done here. And, and let's, I guess not dwell too much on the fact that in creating life, instead of creating like his former self, he creates a little girl. Yeah. Um, what is, again, that's very anime. Cause it is. I, I, I've never really liked how they've, all the female characters in anime tend to be very infantilized babe in the woods type of what age are you supposed to be girls we'll just wait till the next episode but um hell yeah uh, <laughs> that's different but um that's different. yeah it's it's very weird and it's like we're dealing with this was i don't know how i don't know the extent of this episode being made necessarily I don't know if this was like a we're going to give you a we're going to do a favor for you and just let you do whatever you want. Um, yeah. It doesn't fit with anything. No. It doesn't fit with any of this show, with any episode. The characters don't even act the it, nothing fits. It feels like a, a completely separate thing that they put in a Batman episode. And yeah, it, it felt like they 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 leased out this episode to like their, yeah. the the director and we're like okay yeah you guys make whatever story you think would be cool and then they, they turned in their notes and everything and Paul Dini and all of them were just like oh, oh that oh that's that's interesting and they're like I guess it's part of their culture and so like yeah no we'll, as uh, like not wanting to offend they're like yeah no we'll we'll keep it just as it is and uh yeah this this is all brand well, the weird part is. Paul Dini is credited on this episode as a story by. Um, I don't believe that. <laughs> I I'm not sh- sure if this is just like 
because uh, there's only three people on it and as writers yeah. and it's all normal writers on the show or editors on the show. So I don't, it doesn't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think this was a favor for somebody just, Oh, I, I would love to see this story. And Paul Dini is like, uh, yeah, sure, buddy. Like, uh, well, just say it was me. Cause otherwise this is never gonna, this is never gonna fly. Yeah. It's, it's just really weird. It, it it's it's not <laughs> it really is. It's not bad. Like it's well executed for the most part. It's just yeah, yeah. It just it just doesn't feel like it fits and and I feel like it's trying to it's a bit it's a like it feels like it's bitten off more Nick and Chew in this 22 sure. minute episode and it just kind of rushes through stuff and it delves into things and themes that are not prevalent in this show and never really come up and are don't fit the tone of the show at all and are not stuff that I particularly enjoy in the first place. Yeah, it, it feels a lot like, I don't know if you're familiar it's just with like, why is Rob, Robin's like, no, I'm going to protect. It's like, you can't. It's Clayface. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. Yeah, no, as soon as it's revealed that it's Clayface, uh, any sane human being be like, oh, okay, never mind. All right, no, I, we're good. Like, uh, yeah, I thought I was in love there, but uh, no, it turns out it, it's literally just part of his criminal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, appreciate if we never talk about this again. But no, Robin is is like, no, I love her. She's my anime waifu. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is, yeah. It's it's a little weird. So, um. It's 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 that weeb shit as we call it. It is. It is. So um Yeah, well that's pretty much it. The weirdest part about this episode, you're gonna be shocked. So okay, this episode aired February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. It's got an eight point four on IMDB. Of course it does. <sighs> this I, is I'm sadly a not higher shocked. rated episode than Joker's Millions. Same amount of reviews. I Honestly, I, that makes me so angry. I think we should drop a third atomic bomb just to just to show we, we're not sorry. Oh boy! Um, and I, you know, it's all oh god because it's so white people who worship Japanese, not even culture, because that's part of the funny irony is that weebs think that everything in Japan is like anime and it's not. No, um, and 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 so white American weeb booze who, who worship anime and think is like the ultimate storytelling. It's just better than anything the West has ever made is so cringy. So I'm not surprised this has such a high rating. Yeah. So, uh, you know, is what it is. Um, very really dark, smart. very it's strange the, the questions. Um, yeah. tries to do more than it really should. And it, it tries to do more. Yet Also being so absurdly, incoherent that yeah. it just hopes you'll forget that and that's classic that's like every Hideo Kojima game where it's supposed to be Tom Clancy but it's absurd but it also wants to be smart while having like biomechanic yeah. vampire robots it's like what right yeah it's in half clothed you wanna, you 13 wanna... year old girls <laughs> yeah um... and you want to lecture me about nuclear warfare but also have weird bomber terrorist guys who are literally called fat man on roller skates like what you can't have both (laughs) 
That's a good point. I'm not kidding. I'm not making these up. These are in actual games that people praise. Oh, I these believe. Games. I 100% believe you. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's weird. So, um, that's growing pains. Again, it's not like terrible. It's fine. No. Um, it's just weird. Um, effort was put into it. You it could was. say they did. They tried. Um, is what it is. Okay. Now we move on. This is the, uh, all right. So we move on to another weird episode. We got love is a crock and, uh, we're actually jumping ahead. This episode aired much later than, um, these other two, but is, yeah. again, we're going in the production order of them. So, um, well, we got baby doll again. Baby doll is back. The, uh, uh, what's the name of the, I don't remember the name of the disease, but you know, the, the oh, condition God. where basically you don't yeah. grow the Hasbula condition. And, yeah, yeah. um, so she, you know, as a kid or, you know, young adult or whatever, she was Gary Coleman and was a big sitcom star with the baby doll show. But of course, you know, it got canceled at some point and she couldn't get any other work. She's looks like a little, ba- little girl, yeah. little, you know, five-year-old or whatever. And, uh, so she's, it's actually pretty interesting in the beginning where she's working in just a hotel. It's like a hotel clerk. And yeah. of course, drunk guy comes in, just starts talking, you know, talking down to her. Like she's the baby doll character. And that's the, the beginning. That scene is great. That whole oh, opening yeah. scene is great of this episode with that guy. And it's like, that's perfect. Cause that's such a real feeling scene. Like that's yeah. 100% the way this works in real life. And, and it's yeah, even it's better important. making the guy drunk. That's even more believable with the way, totally. he, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a great scene. And of course he keeps infantilizing her and then she just beats the crap out of him, which is great. Um, and then, so she goes in to watch TV and sees the trial of a uh, killer croc just on TV, I guess. And, uh, Which is funny too, because they also declare that he's saying stay in trial. And it's like I like how the the crocodile man is saying, right? Uh, but not Joker, right? Of course. Uh, and then he, you know, he basically starts saying the same spiel that she was just saying earlier about I'm just, you know, people look at me because I'm different. Uh, and then he just proceeds to break free of all of his bonds, <laughs> and I have a lot of questions. Um, uh, why was he there? Sure. Uh, Why did he allow himself so, to be here? Because he clearly didn't have to be. Was he like hoping yeah. he would be declared insane so we just go to Arkham and just was fine with going back to Arkham? And because they said he was sane, then he broke out? I'm very confused because I feel like he could have broke out anytime he wanted. Certainly it seems that way. Yeah, so I'm kind of confused, but uh, he doesn't quite escape. Because Batman is there and uh, stops him. Well, Baby Doll's watching this whole thing because apparently they just keep broadcasting as a criminal is just rampaging through a courtroom. Uh, All the way into the ultimate uh, videographer right there. That's the ultimate news videographer of, oh, come on, keep shooting. You know, Um, like if you're working for Jonah Jameson, maybe, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we're uh, talking about going to the street and follow them if you have to. Yep. Yeah, so, but Batman stops him, and Baby Doll's very sad about this, so she goes 
to his jail cell, which is a tank, I guess. Sure. And uh, feeds him chicken. And I forgot how I forgot how he escapes, actually. Oh, no, she, uh, she, she I, breaks him out later when he's in the truck. That's what it is. She doesn't do anything then. She just feeds right. him chicken to be friends with him. And then when he uh, is being trans transferred, she runs out in the middle of the street, risks her own life, and Shit. hopes that they don't hit her. And they just <laughs> hopes the driver's paying attention. Just swerves off the road and crashes, probably killing everybody. But they're not dead because we see them. And then um, see belts. They uh, then she breaks out Killer Croc, and then they become Bonnie and Clyde. What else happens? Yeah. Uh, that's, they rob a bunch of places. They set up a um, house in a sewer. Yep. And, uh, and baby doll is very baby dolly and very smit, uh, smitten with killer croc. I, like, I'm I mean, again, I have many questions. Um, as do I. So what's going on here? I I don't know because again we have a we have a good conversation between Batman and Batgirl, where she just goes, "What do they do on a date?" And he just goes, "I don't want to know." Yeah, and that that sums up this whole thing. It it is weird because it's ironic that the Harley Poison Ivy relationship. Is done so much better and more believable, yeah, than whatever this relationship is supposed to be. Because upon the beginning of the episode, it's like, oh, I can empathize with Killer Croc right. because people, but then it turns full blown codependent, romantic. No, she wants to be married and have his babies, type of. But is it that, or is she? wanting to be his daughter I don't know um, it's very confusing what, and it's very uncomfortable it's like did the creepy Japanese guy who wrote the last episode sneak <laughs> back in here <laughs> no this feels like a creepy American who's trying to do something a creepy Japanese person would doing and failing miserably boy does it. it it certainly feels like we're one scene away from a, a drag show going down in this episode oh boy yeah it's it's weird um it, it just begs the question like did, did y'all not have any other idea laying around for an episode like were you that strapped for like oh god uh, another man bat episode i oh, can't do that let's go to <laughs> let's go to freaking baby doll and killer croc well it's it, I mean, it's 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 an interesting premise of like the two two characters who have like different genetic disorders. Who, yeah. you know, would see have empathy for the other, like that makes sense. But like, it's like that's all they had, and then they didn't know what to do from there. Like. Maybe better if they did nothing yeah it would have been better if they had her not acting like baby doll at some point yeah like if she like had at just the been end. like the, she should have been like the abusive one like yeah you moron what are you doing we need yeah. to blah 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 like yeah like scarface 
Right. That would have been, I think, a and lot more. I know more that's not necessarily the way her character was in the other episodes, but it's. Yeah, I know. Again, because we see her as her at the beginning. So right. I know it's the whole, oh, it's the insane criminal. Like, I get it, but like. I don't I, know. I, I honestly feel like this would probably be a safe situation where you're like, oh, God, we can't offend the diehard baby doll fans. We have to keep her character consistent. It's like, you know what? I'm okay offending whatever creeps are out there who, when they're asked what their favorite Batman villain is, is Baby Doll. It's like, you know what? We, I think there's some flexibility when it comes to her character. I think that's if fair. It, if it means avoiding a situation like this. Yeah. Yeah, so... um. Well, Croc is all mad because Bat- there's a scene where Batman foils their robbery attempt of a of a like casino boat. Yeah, river casino. Yeah. yeah, and um so he leaves. She doesn't she doesn't want him to leave. She follows him and then sees him with other women because you know they're not they don't look like 5-year-olds. Um uh, thank God for Croc. It's like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> Croc's like the the normal one here. Um Croc's I got no like, issues uh, with Killer Croc in this episode, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, Croc's like, I don't want to be put on some registry that I have to right. freaking be on. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be arrested for murder, but, like, child abuse, yeah. no way. Um, no. So he's going to, you know, he's uh, she overhears that he's going to leave without, you know, without her at some point. So then she uh, wakes him up, apologizes, but they got another job. So they go off for that. Batman and Batgirl find the little sewer home, but well, there's a there's a bomb that blows up the place. Cause sure, that's what you want to booby trap to just blow up the entire place that you live in. Um, yeah, Barbara's fault for grabbing stuff. Or that's whatever. fair. Yeah, she should have known better. But um, then they end up finding their next target was a nuclear power plant. Uh, yeah, you might be thinking why. Well, Baby Doll's so angry that she's going to nuke Gotham. And, and it's themselves. not even, yep, it's not even like they're going to get away and get nope. even at all the people who, no, she wants to die with Croc and, and boy, that is a, I just, I would have liked to have been in the room when that was pitched. Again, we talked about Dark, um. Again, I don't feel like this episode does enough credit with the uh, stakes that they're playing with here. I don't even no. think they understand the stakes that they're playing with here. Um, yeah, there, there's some implications being made. Possibly. Um, so, yeah, Baby Doll comes in. Croc's like, or uh, Batman shows up because Croc's like, uh... No, get me so out of Croc's here. Croc's immediately like Batman. She's trying to blow up the thing, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you know they basically stop him, but right before it explodes, and they shut it down, and uh, they you know they they fight, they fight for a bit, but uh, then you know Batman, what does he electrocute Croc? I think or something. I think so, yeah. And, um, oh no, he like rips open a pipe of like steam, like a boiling pipe of steam or something like that. And, uh, then gets, you know, blasted by this 
boiling water or whatever and knocked out somehow. After Croc chose to kill Baby Doll, don't forget. Oh, you're right. Chose to throw into the freaking turbine. Yes, yes, he does. Although which you to, can't, which you to can't be fair, blame him. I can't really <laughs> yeah. blame him. I mean, she's no. trying to nuke the city. Like, you know what? Maybe it's not the worst thing. Um, I think. I think what Baby Doll and he have uh, would constitute a toxic relationship. I don't even think so. They don't even have. They don't even have a relationship, really. That's true. It's more like a Stockholm situation. Not from Crocside. No, no, no. Croc is like, well, this is news to me. Yeah, so he gets knocked out, and Baby Doll runs over and cries over him because they could have been real happy together. And that's the end of the episode. And Perfect. we are left that's... sitting and thinking, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Please, Boy. En- enlighten us. What is, oh. what, what, uh, what, what is the point of this episode? Uh, clearly some producer or approving, uh, decision maker was on holiday at this time. (laughs) And they're like, you know what? Uh, Bob is gone. He's with his wife and kids. So why don't we, uh, go ahead and slip in that baby doll episode that, uh, he keeps shooting down for some reason, the old curmudgeon. Uh, (laughs) Uh, cause it's going to be a huge hit and people are really going to be like, you know what is, when I think of Batman, I think of episodes like this and stories like this, and it will really resonate with all the, uh, the all the pedophiles and 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 Benjamin Button like children out there because that's a that's a rich demographic. Yeah. Uh, the less said about this part, the better. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a it's a weird. Yeah, it's a weird episode. It it's very off putting, and um, yeah, it's it's not one to remember. No, yeah, it's better. In fact, if we probably forget it. Um, yeah, when we when we talk about some of the the more generic episodes where it's just Batman stopping Joker or somebody from blowing something up, um. I, I have greater appreciation for those episodes because yeah. I'm like, you know what? They could have gone in a dir- direction like this, but uh, sometimes safe is better. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, agreed. Not great. There's really nothing to say. There's no trivia or anything, really. There's nothing about this episode. Um, the, I, I hate the Killer Croc redesign, too. It's not great. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Um, Go ahead. Well, just th- th- okay. This ep- real quick. This episode aired July eleventh, nineteen ninety eight. It's got a six point eight on IMDb, which is definitely one of the lowest rated episodes. That's, and that's fair. That's more than fair. Again, the only good part about this is the opening scene. That the opening yeah. scene is good. Everything else is not good. Um, yeah, not great. Um, yeah. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the character redesigns throughout this because we've seen a a first we've seen the first joker which is probably the worst redesign of the whole thing um that's a big downgrade it's awful um the penguin redesign we now see the baby doll redesign which is not too far off and then the killer redesign which is pretty different we haven't seen scarecrow uh, well yeah in those previous episodes yeah that's true um yeah his was actually uh, scarecrow is pretty creepy um Crocs is not great. It just—it's like I don't know. The other one looked cool. Yeah, the other one look. 
Yeah, it was like uh, it was kind of more subdued in a way, but it, it worked. It, it made him yeah. like a little bit more creepy. This one, it was a way better. It's a different voice actor too, and the yeah. old one is far better of a voice actor. Yeah. Um, Aaron Kincaid was a much better voice actor as Killer Croc. I um, hit him with a rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was a big rock. Like, yeah. Yeah. Much better. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about the animation because we've talked about the character redesigns. I want to go even further than that. The animation is significantly worse in the redesign. And I realized I I can't explain why. But somehow it's modernized in a way that doesn't hold up. Like it looks dated. When yeah. you watch the new animated adventures, it looks dated. When you watch the Batman animated series, it doesn't. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I can't exactly explain why. It's just the sleekness, the modern. It looks like late 90s animation. Yeah, like Razor Fist talks about this a lot, especially when you talk about uh, Blade Runner. Um, like, basically, when you try and do what you think is going to be futuristic, it always ends up being really dated yeah. quickly. Whereas, like, if you actually go back and kind of make it more ambiguous, it, it actually makes it hold up a lot more. And, like, Blade Runner does it really well, where it's, like, it's not – everything isn't a clear screen and everything's yeah. sterile, white, it's analog, it's dirty. It's almost, like, backwards in terms of advancement, but it still makes it seem more futuristic than everyone's walking around in jumpsuits and typing on jelly ipads or something you know i know what you mean it, it, yeah but it's it's also because like the old one is such that throwback like art deco yeah old school look and it, and they like lose that element in the new yeah. ones it it's weird like the old ones it's like okay this is this looks like 1945 but yep oh, there's TV and there's computers computers, and there's this. So it's it's yep. it's it's that perfect blend where it never looks dated. You don't feel weird because they don't have a cell phone, but also it's clearly not quite the 30s, but they're all wearing hats. It's just it's it's a perfect blend of all of that. And oh. then they totally lose that. And the, the redesign for some reason, it's like, I don't know, they updated it for modern whatever. And some of it's fine i mean it's all fine i mean it's good it's just oh it doesn't something something we forgot to mention speaking of a terrible downgrade uh the redesign of the batmobile i like the batmobile redesign though oh uh, i like it a lot actually oh i love nah i like it a lot i mean it it looks i have i have a, a a little hot wheel metal hot wheels batmobile of the new redesign that i've had since uh, i was a kid and I like the redesign a lot, actually. Uh, uh, the original is like my favorite Batmobile. I love the, no, I love the original too, but I I do like do the you? redesign. <laughs> I, I don't. I like the redesign a lot. So that's to me. I don't mind. I don't mind that. But um, I that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, but yeah, the whole redesign of this whole se- uh, couple seasons because it's just it's just not as good, and it doesn't hold up. It nope. does not hold up as well as the the original Batman animated series. Yeah, because like they they try and make it modern, whereas like the original style of 
the animated series, like you could, yeah, you couldn't tell what time period it was nope. supposed to be in, and that's what that's what makes it so timeless. Exactly. Um, and again, and I know why they they did this to match the Superman show, which had come for sure, back. and the for Superman sure. show works with yeah. this design much better because it's Metropolis. Exactly. It's daytime. It's already kind of a futury city. Yeah. Um, so it fits a lot better for that one than it does. I I I do. I do like the further use of the red sky for Gotham. I do too. In the redesign. I do like that. But yep. in general, definitely not as good as the original. Still fine. I mean, it's not bad yeah, yeah. by any means. But, but it, um, yeah, it just it doesn't have that signature really it strong. It looks aesthetic. like it's from the late 90s. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. So, but yeah, that was one thing that just I just really kind of stood out. I don't think we've really touched on that in the other episodes we've yeah, covered yet have. so good call that was a that's a good thing to talk about so just wanted to kind of touch yeah. on that and again unless we talk about the actual plot of this episode better. yeah again we're trying to limit our uh limit our talks about the actual uh you know trying to stay away from some of this stuff because it's kind of again this episode is very strange so uh, as Both, the bo- two of those episodes are very strange as um, the um sensitive kids would say nowadays is problematic yeah i think so i think that's a good description of good description of it it is slightly problematic so um (laughs) i don't know any uh any further things to talk about with this particular uh these particular uh little little group here that we've discussed no honestly i just want to rewatch joker's millions again if anything that's fair. Could always rewatch some <laughs> Joker's Millions. That's one of the best episodes for sure. So we got one of the best and then two kind of weird ones. Um, yeah. You know, it is it is what it is. So uh, next up, we got three more episodes. We got another kind of weird one. We got, uh, well, we're going to be introduced to Firefly in the next oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Torch For- song. Forgot about that one. We're going to be introduced to Roxy Rocket. In uh, the ultimate thrill, another weird, weirder episode, and uh, then we get over the edge. One of the one of the better episodes of Great this uh, of this series. So um, yeah, pretty pretty solid ones coming up with our next three. Um, so yeah, make sure and tune in for those. That'll be our next episode covering uh, the new Batman Adventures. We were alternating back a while ago between sixty six and the animated series, and we kind of just were like, you know what? We just gotta. We'll just hunker down and finish the animated series, and then uh, then pro- then go back to sixty six. Yeah, yeah, because like that that show. second season goes on for like it's a long episodes. season. It's like sixty. Yeah, it's like fifty sixty yeah. episodes. It's a long season. So yeah, so. We'll, we'll get back to that one after we finish up because you know not too many more uh, of these episodes. No. We only have we're already at like a third of the way done with um the new animated adventures or the new Batman adventures. So. Yeah, because uh, like oh, that was something. What was the latest update with the the show, the return of of Batman that they were going to do? do uh, you know, it was nixed by uh, was it Amazon? It was nixed by like HBO or like Warner Brothers, and then I think it was picked up by Amazon. Last I heard, so yeah, that's what I thought. Haven't heard anything. I, don't want anything to do with it. Um, no, it's going to be I, I a wonder- total disaster. Yeah, maybe I think once Kevin passed, I think that also kind of like, oh, well, there. Yeah, that definitely gonna, doesn't help. That was, 
that was going to be the major selling point. So hopefully now it won't happen, but I hope not. Everything I've heard and the people involved in it, it's like, mm, yeah, because I think this true. is a big J.J. Abrams production. Um, yeah, which I mean, that that reason enough alone. Again, too. I'm at the point now. I don't want anything touched. No, nothing. No, nothing. I don't want anything I like to get made like any 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 IPs or anything that I like. I almost don't even want anything done with. Yeah, I, I don't want to speak it into existence. Yeah. I, so. I don't even know if there's anything left that I have that hasn't been touched true. in some way. Yeah, but it's probably true. I, I'm, there's, I'll remember there's, it. One, there's one big one for me, and I don't even want to mention it because I don't want anyone to get any ideas. Well, oh, did you? Well, your boy, uh, Michael J. Fox, just literally spoke about. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. But uh, fortunately, pretty sure Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale have all the rights to that. And. Um, until they die. It's anything being made, so at least for now, it's not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox just had, uh, did he have, what did he, did he have a book come out? or? I thought it was a documentary. Was it a documentary? Yeah, still. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to see that. I've heard it was good. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. Michael J. Fox is great. Oh, yeah. Love Class Michael act. Michael J. Fox. Every, I, I've, I've, I love all of Michael J. Fox's performances. Oh yeah, they're all great. Hardway, underrated movie, absolutely fantastic. Um, Doc Hollywood, Secret to Success, great movie. Secret to Success, fantastic movie as well. <laughs> One of the best scenes of all time when he's changing the elevator, yeah. and then the doors just open, and there's a boot group of people there, and as the doors open, he's just flexing, just shirtless, and they just stare at him as the doors like close. It's one of the most random, amazing scenes of all time. <laughs> I rewatched uh, Homeward Bound because I haven't seen that in years because my niece is obsessed with anything with animals. And, uh... Interesting. Dude, I don't even remember the first one. For some reason, we only had the second one on DVD. I don't know what? why. There, there's a few movies where we just had the second one, and I don't know why. Again. <laughs> I'm like that with Beethoven, actually. We had Homeward Bound 2, not the first one. We had Tarzan 2, not the first one. We okay. had uh, Lion King one and a half and not the first what? one. Yeah, I don't know why. It was just one of the random ones. So I don't even know what I, I know. I saw the first one. Remember nothing about it. I, I, but I saw the second one like a million times. So they get lost in San Francisco. Uh, you got to watch the first one. First one's so good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that one gets a tear. Fair enough. Cause I, yeah, I only remember the second one. <laughs> no, first one's so good. Cause the, the original voice of Shadow is so good. I get the actor, but oh boy, when Shadow comes back, god damn it! <laughs> Knock it off, Ian. I know. Yeah, you're like me dying laughing watching Winnie the Pooh, which I, that I, I also rewatched uh, the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie. I showed that to Sarah. Oh, nice! Oh my gosh, dude! It is one of the greatest movies ever made. It is so funny. Well, it's funny because uh, before we started recording, we were talking about uh, Kenny Loggins because our our parents both went and yeah. saw him in concert. Did you ever hear a story about his uh, Christopher Robin song? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, I heard That's about it. My mom story. was telling me about it because uh, he says it before he sings Return to Pooh Corner, which is a yeah. great song. Uh, I always I always love that song. Oh, it's such a great song. And uh, yeah, yeah. The story for anyone that doesn't know is... Um, so he that was one of the early songs that he wrote. Yeah, it was going to be his first single. I think he wanted it to be his first single. 
Yeah, like and, his claim to fame. Yeah, yeah but then, uh, well, since it talks about Winnie the Pooh, Disney. They, I guess, had to get Disney approved, which doesn't make any sense because it's from the, a book, but I don't know. Somehow, Disney, whatever. I, I know maybe it wasn't in the public domain at the time. I guess it is now. I don't think it was. Yeah. Um, so I guess it wasn't. So I guess that's why. But um, yeah. so they nixed it. They were like, no, you can't do that. So he was real disappointed and couldn't do it. So he was telling his girlfriend at the time. And she was like, oh, well, I'll just call my dad. He's like, wait, what? Yeah, apparently he was dating, like, I guess the daughter of the CEO or someone. I think, like, one, like their their main lawyer, I one, think. Yeah, one of the higher-ups or something in, in Disney. And then, because of that, they then signed off on it. Then he got to do it, <laughs> which is wild. Oh, man. It's so cool. But, yeah, it's a that, great song. But, yeah, yeah Way the Pooh, 2011. The, the movie that, that they made, like, a little over a decade ago. Incredible. Holds up. One yeah. of the funniest things ever. And uh, never forget seeing that in the movie theater with two of my high school friends at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. For some reason, we didn't have school. I don't remember why. And uh, we were the only people in between the ages of 5 and 30 that were in the movie theater. And they were not happy with us with how much (laughs) we were laughing at that movie. Um, Fantastic. But... uh, Anyway, uh, those are the three episodes of Batman the Animated Series. It was nice to be back and um, do some more next time. And, uh, yeah, Ian, any uh, final thoughts here before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, good to be back. Uh, yeah, a lot to talk about. Um, I hope the writer's strike goes on forever. Me too. Agreed. I hope nothing ever gets made again. Um, That'd be nice. It would be nice. So, uh, all right, that'll uh, that'll wrap things up. Make sure and check us out. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, uh, I think we're on Facebook still. Sure. <laughs> I haven't done anything with it, but I think we still have a Facebook page, Uncaped Crusaders Review. Follow us on Twitter, though, at Uncaped Review. That one I try and throw stuff in there. And uh, yeah. follow me on Twitter, at Marky Mark Brand. Uh, you can follow me at Ian Park Park. Let's go ahead and do that as well. You can watch us uh, talking shit on everyone in Hollywood. Um, Pretty much. And everything that yeah. keeps being made. And John Glover, too. He's getting in the fight. John Glover. Yeah, he started to shit on Man of Steel on Twitter. It's great. Oh, so good. So I love how it basically started with this film thread of people being like, what's the moment from a movie where it made you like walk out basically or give Mm -hmm. up on a movie? And and the image they use is is the scene from Man of Steel where Pod Kane is killed by the CGI tornado. And so it has gone before then. But yeah, that's pretty Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. But um, but now John Glover got in a fight because, you know, what does he know about? Superman, you know, he, he was never involved in anything Superman related or anything like that, according to the fake Superman. Expert. Yeah, I mean, he's so never he's been, been in anything Superman. He's only been in Batman properties. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, I, I know so much about. I mean, Batman and know, Robin. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. But no, so he's been uh, fighting the, the swarms of Snyder fans, and it's a beautiful sight to see. It is. It is. It is. It, it's tough. It's it's. But again, he's having to find out the level of retardation that he's dealing with here. It's it's and, a whole nother level. And he can handle the it. The Snyder fans. I, I don't know who's inherently dumber. The Snyder fans or, Snyder. The, or the Last Jedi fans. No, it's, it's always Snyder. You can literally you can fill in any other second option. I don't know, Snyder man. Fans. The Last Jedi fans who are like legitimate Star Wars fans. And think the Last Jedi is a masterpiece. I think they're more retarded than Snyder uh, fans because Snyder I, I, fans I just, are just screw loose retarded. 
People, like, legitimate Star Wars fans that defend The Last Jedi, I don't even understand their level. <laughs> I mean, like, Snyder I understand fan. Snyder fans. I, I get their base level of stupidity. Like, I get it. I mean, I Snyder fans... Like, every Snyder fan I just assume is, like, the brain level of Mark Wahlberg and The Rock and Pain and Gain. I just assume that's the brain waves that they're dealing with. I don't understand Last Jedi Star Wars fans. I just, I, I, to me, there's, there's no one dumber than Snyder fans. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, especially on social media. That's for sure. Oh God, that's for sure. So anyway, thank you to all you people that like the Snyder movies. <laughs> hey, hey, you can like whatever you want as long as you understand how stupid some things are. And thank you for raising awareness for mental illness as well. You're doing God's work. That's true, work. too. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because again, again, you can like whatever you want. There's plenty of things I like that I objectively know are terrible. Same here. And I like it. Freaking Never Back Down is a brilliant movie, and I don't care what anybody says, even though Amber Heard is, you know, a raging psycho- a psychotic maniac who we found out, hey, unfortunately. At the time, she was hot. just hot. Um, yeah, she sure <laughs> But sure was. Uh, yeah, like there's there's stuff that I like that I know is not objectively great. Rock of oh, Ages, yeah. I freaking love. I love that movie. I have so much fun with that. Do I know it's a piece of shit made movie? Yes, I do. But do I enjoy it? Very much so. But the problem is when you people try and argue that something is objectively good. Yeah. It, that's that's where that's where the issue lies. So, anyway, anyway, we'd go on. Okay. we'll go All on right. forever. Um, we'll go on forever. Uh, it's not what this is about. But uh, <laughs> that'll wrap that'll wrap this episode up. So appreciate it. Listen to the ca- the catch up episode, and then uh, in this episode reviewing um, you know, these Batman animated series episodes. There we go. We'll be back next time. Thanks so much for uh, sticking around with us. And again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. We'll talk to you next time.